look who's back. Look who's back. What do you think? I was gone gone for another two-year hiatus? Do you think that, that I was going to do that to you? No. You know how this podcast works. You know I take some time here and there. I'll talk a bit about it. Some things have been going on and whatnot. But this ain't going away anytime soon. This is Podcast Fat Boy. Don't promote it. You find it. Hidden gem, maybe. Pile of shit. Whatever you think. It's Podcast Fat Boy. Who's a fat boy? <laughs> you know, I was going to record this last night. I wanted to do a Halloween episode. I know it's been since the beginning of September. You know, a lot has happened since then in, in some ways. Some good, some bad, some, you know, things I need to think about. But, you know, nothing that's going to keep me down. So, you know, there, there's some stuff to go over for sure, for sure. I hope everyone's doing okay. My interne- my international listeners that have, have found this podcast, I feel like there is a new country every day. Uh, shout out to Armenia. Shout out to Mexico. You know, welcome to the show. Uh, Australia, New Zealand, I'm coming for you. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, like, I hope everyone's doing okay, though. I hope, you know, you're getting into the, the, the fall form. You know, you're trying to figure out how to... Get more vitamin D, get some more sunlight. Hopefully you're going for some walks. Hopefully you're taking some vitamin D pills. You know, make sure you increase that as it gets darker, especially if you're here in Canada. It gets pretty rough. It gets pretty rough leading up to the darkest day of the year, which is December the 21st, the winter solstice. So what has been going on? You know, it's like a heavy week for paying some bills, you know, sometimes it just, it just accumulates out of nowhere. And always like, if you are a car owner, if you have a car like me, that's about 15 years old, that is still in great shape, that has very low mileage, but you know, it's going to have some of those original parts that are going to have to be replaced. They're 16, 15 years old, right? So, you know, I'm changing my brakes because changing my brakes is the one thing that I can do Without a mechanic, it's not that difficult of a job for you to do. And the problem is you can run into trouble, right? And if you run into trouble, you might be fucked. And that's exactly what I was. Did it with my father-in-law. The piston seized. And then the problem is there, you can't get that caliper back on those new pads. You got to create some space. You got to push that piston in. And if that piston seizes, then guess what? I had to put the tire on without the pads, and I had to tow the motherfucker to the mechanic. So a $200 job, $150 to $200 job, turned into about a $900 job because, uh, well, yeah, I needed new calipers on the back. Two new sets of calipers should last the rest of its life. I don't know how much longer this car has. I'm hoping, I'm hoping if I make it another five to eight years, I'd be super stoked about that. You know, rust is an issue that's eventually going to settle in and create some trouble because, you know, that's the problem with old cars. It doesn't matter if the mileage is low. It was my grandma's car. You know, I got it at 11 years old, 32,000 kilometers on it. That's very low mileage. I don't even like, but, you know, these parts that need to be replaced need to be screwed into other parts. And if those other parts, the 
mainly the frame is too rusty, then, you know, you can't screw that part in and it just, and that's it. So, you know, hopefully that day isn't coming soon. Things seem to be in order and, and I think I should be good for the rest of the year now for putting work into the car, you know, but it's one of those things, you know, it was just kind of like a, it was a bit of a bad news week. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. You know, um, well, you know, I've talked about the podcast before. I was on the show, What We Do in the Shadows. Very funny vampire mockumentary show based on the movie, which was based on the short that they did when, when they were just a couple of young kids in college in New Zealand. Bye. And so, yeah, I was in the season finale. I, I shot it. And, you know, I've been, I shot it last April. And, you know, I think I have enough experience now to know that, huh, that's interesting. I haven't been brought in for ADR, which means, you know, coming in to record my dialogue because, you know, the set was very noisy. We were shooting outside a, a giant, you know, cargo ship, cameras and lights. It just, it seemed like it was pretty annoying and 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 loud and they would need me to come in and dub for this if if my part was getting in. So I didn't really think much about that, but I... You know, it was kind of at the back of my mind, very lightly at the back of my mind that that's interesting that I'm not getting into do ADR. So finally, the season finale of What We Do in the Shadows has aired right up to, you know, around the Halloween time, perfectly timed. And uh, I'm not in it. I'm not in it. And I'm cut. So that means you won't see me on my IMDb. <laughs> I'm still putting it on my resume. God fucking damn it. Like just to show that I have worked since the boys. But, you know, it's it's tough to not be disappointed. It's tough to, you know, not blame yourself. But really going into it, you know, and I've talked about the day player blues before. Okay. It's like your purpose is not really there to have some breakout role. You're lucky if you get a role that is with the stars and it helps to move the plot. If it's a is it a, is it a role that's moving the plot along, there's a good chance you're not going to be cut. But usually with comedy shows, it's just a part of a gag, right? You're there to, there's some visual gag that they're trying to insert into the show. And, you know, it, for time, if it doesn't work, if it's not if it doesn't seem like it's very useful and worth the time and like a, you know, it's a 20 minute show, 20, 24 minutes. So they decided that, you know, let's just cut this gag right out because it's just not funny enough and we need more time for whatever other scene. So that's what, that's what I'm thinking happened. I hope it wasn't that I almost got in a fight with a crew member. Uh, you know, <laughs> that wasn't it. You know, I don't think, I think I'm playing it out a little bit more in my mind. I did get a little testy with someone because, you know, as I've said, day players, it, it is, it is par for the course for a day player to get thrown under the bus by some random fucking crew member telling you to do something that the director has not. And, you know, you're in a tough situation where you have to listen to them because the director is about a kilometer and a half away from your standing at the time. So... That happened to me. It didn't seem to really impact the, the set or anything. See, this is me blaming myself again. This is just the plight of the day player. This is the plight of the day player. So uh, I'll give you a little lesson for people that are not in the biz and know how it works. If you are a Canadian actor and you're working on an American show and you just have one day, one line, uh, that means you're a day player. And day players, the main purpose of a day player is we are there because they're forced to put us in. And that means that 
for them to shoot here and to get a tax break, the day player is part of the agreement that's like, well, you have to hire some of our Canadian actors if you want to shoot here and get the tax break. So they really just create these roles out of like a background set to employ one of these actors. Now, they don't have to put us in the final product, but they do have to shoot with us on set. So that is what they did with me. But there's not, you know, with any role, there's no expectation that, you know, they have to stay in the production. So anyway, the most important thing about being a employer, especially on a show like this, that does not have very good ratings. Now, look, I'm not bitter. I'm not bitter about the production. I understand creative control. These people are super funny. You need to watch the show. It's hilarious. Also watch the show because the ratings for TV are not good. I think the thing that keeps what we do in the shadows afloat is the Hulu streams because I looked at the ratings and they don't really average more than about 375,000 people per episode on FX. So that's not great. And I, I know we live in the age now where everybody's waiting for it to come out on a streaming service or they want to, you know, like that counts DVRs, by the way. So, you know, it's not a DVR thing. But I think the majority of people that watch the show must, like there must be another 500,000 streams to a million on Hulu to get this show another season. Because if there weren't those streaming services, if we didn't live in this age of Netflix and Hulu and whatever, HBO Max, the show would have been canceled probably a couple of seasons ago, which sucks. So it's great that this show can get onto a streaming service like Hulu to keep it afloat. It has been renewed for season four. I hope it gets another one after that. I feel like it's starting to get to the point where they're running out of shit to do. I think like you might want to wrap it up by season five, but that's just me a day player talking. That's just me as an observer on the set. Um, anyway, you know, I can't say, you know, it's not like it would have been a great thing for my reel. You know, it would have been a sizzling scene. I've seen some friends that have done some day, day player stuff that were great fucking scenes. The guy I know, Luis Fernandez, he, I think in the second season of The Boys, what a great day player scene. Gets his head exploded by the stars. Has a nice, it's just like a perfect thing for real. Um, I think that I've done this role too many times where it's like, I just, I'm just the one-liner guy on TV. So I don't know if TV is for me. And I mean, I don't know if any of this is anymore. As we go back to in-person auditions, I don't know when that is, but I don't think I'm going back. And if my agent listened to this podcast, she would know that uh, that time is probably coming to an end because I don't think I have it in me to come downtown driving this fucking insane traffic that is the uh, GTA in, in Toronto. It's just not getting better. It's only going to get worse. And to, to come in for some bullshit line or I'm eating yogurt or, you know, like it's fun to do in your twenties. If you're a young person who wants to be an actor, yes, you want to do your pay what you can shows and your $5 beer ticket shows or whatever, you know, you do all this crap. But when you get into your mid thirties, into your late thirties, you really got to have some other shit going on because it does drain your soul. You can actually see the color of your skin starting to lighten, starting to drain from your body. And that's kind of where I'm at. You know, I've, I've made these mental packs with myself to, you know, reach these certain pinnacles and then stop or move on or do something else. And, you know, I've never done it. I've always pushed that deadline, you know, I've, and now I think I'm at the point where I'm ready, 
you know, I'm uh, being someone that's just about to turn 37, you know, I'm halfway. I'm probably under halfway to the end of my life. There's no way that my generation is going to be living long into their 80s. Hopefully the technology improves enough at the time to, to battle all the climate change and, and the environmental hazards that are going to be imposed on our health, you know. Hopefully more people will take the fucking vaccine, you know, so we can get out of this mess and not feel like we're in this weird murky vague. Is it coming back? Is it not? I don't know. That we're just we're just getting used to hearing about cases now. You know, four hundred feels normal now. Oh, four hundred cases a day, and it seems like I don't know what it is. I don't understand. And I was just like reading this article about like all the celebrities over the years that are, have been very anti-vax, and you know, it's. I, I get a couple of things here. I think that having an autistic child would be very, very difficult. Very difficult. Like, I just can't imagine, you know, the strain and the worry, you know, knowing that it's very hard to equip them to to, to be on their own. I get that. And I understand that vaccines, it's, it's like getting a needle. It's just, it's since you're a little kid, it's just a scary first thing that you do that your parents take you to a doctor, your baby. And it's like that one of that first traumatic things for a lot of, a lot of people is getting needles and people are afraid of needles. And I think that's where it all starts. And then it just blooms into something else about, you know, pseudoscience. And, and, you know, I don't know how every time that a celebrity comes out saying that a vaccine causes autism, it gets disproven. The person, the doctor that started this whole fucking mad show in like the late nineties, he fucking lost his medical license. He was like, you know, doing unethical shit. That doctor is not a doctor anymore. Okay. So how can you trust someone that clearly was, was being unethical? You know, it's just, but that that's lost now, you know, now it's just like, you're listening to Jenny McCarthy and Alicia Silverstone and Jim Carrey to a point when he was dating Jenny McCarthy, poor Donnie Wahlberg. Like, I feel like he must have to go along with shit. I feel like the Wahlbergs, if you, if I were to think of the Wahlbergs, they would be a family that vaccinates, you know, but he fucking's got to be real careful around Jenny McCarthy now, you know? And, and what I will say to this, cause like, I was even shocked to see that Robert De Niro seems to be an anti-vax person, you know, uh, who knows if he's gotten the, the COVID one. I know it's all the, the other ones uh, from our, you know, past that seemed to be the problem. So I don't know if, if COVID's in the same thing, if, if he was in for that, he's 78 years old, he might want to take the chance at this point. But I think that, you know, actors are the last people. And I'm talking about myself here too. You know, I talk a lot of shit on this podcast. I talk a lot of shit. I talk, you know, I, I'm going to bring up some articles and stuff, but I'm not telling you to do anything and I'm not even telling you to make your own conclusions. Like, go talk to a fucking doctor and do your best. Do your best to find the right sources, okay? Because that's all I'm trying to do. I'm not going to be someone that's peddling fucking conspiracies and shit on here. I ain't going to do it. I ain't going to do it. So if you're an actor, you know, maybe just keep it fucking quiet. If you're feeding your fucking kid like a bird, like you're chewing up your fucking food and spitting it into your kid's mouth because of some, some bonding thing, you know, like, that's great. That's great. Just keep it, keep it fucking on the DL. Don't write a fucking book about it. I don't want to fucking read it. And the world doesn't either. Because like, I, I don't know. Maybe we should go back to a world without vaccines. Maybe we should max out around 35 years old where we, we fucking die before we get to 40 of old age. 
and from these diseases and stuff. And then, you know, maybe, maybe it is the elderly making decisions at the top, you know, uh, that are the problem. So maybe they have something. I don't know. Maybe that's where we're going. But all I do know is that about 88% of people in Canada that are 12 and older have had one shot of the vaccine. That's almost 29 million people. And 83% of people 12 and older have been fully vaccinated. So please get the fucking shot. Just get it. I've had it. I've been fully vaccinated for over three months. I've got the mutt mix. I got the COVID. I got the spike ball and everything's chill. Nothing's changed in my life. And you know what? It's worth the risk. There's some people in my life that still haven't gotten the shot. I don't understand the reasoning for it, but I do have to prepare myself that I'm probably going to lose them one day. I'm going to probably lose them if they don't get this fucking shot. Maybe this winter. You know, so anyway, enough of that dark stuff. Let's wish some birthdays a happy. Okay. All right. Who do we got today? Penn Bagley's 35. You know him from the show You. Not a great show. Like, I, that's another show that I think is running on fumes. I had to subtitle one of the seasons of it, and uh, it's some kind of, you know, it's enjoyable trash to a certain point, I think. Tony Collette's 49. You know Tony Collette? Man, that movie. Hereditary. Rewatched it. Still terrifying. There's nothing more terrifying than like some possessed person just kind of chilling in the corner of the room and being quiet and watching them scatter across. It's the scary, one of the scariest things I've ever seen in film. Really is. Oh boy. Well, would you know? Would you know? Jenny McCarthy's 49. Jenny McCarthy, the anti-vax spokesperson of the world, uh, cousin to Melissa McCarthy. I guess they haven't had a Christmas dinner together in a while. I'm, I doubt that she's got the, the vaccine in her. I'm sure she's trusting her her invectimin or whatever the fuck all that bullshit is. Jenny McCarthy. God damn it. Well, happy birthday. Happy fucking birthday, Jenny. We got next. Uh, you know, not a lot of hot names. I, I will say Peter Ostrom, he is 64. Who's Peter Ostrom? He did pretty much one role, one iconic fucking role. You know, fuck Oliver Twist. This is the real poor kid that I want to root for, Charlie Bucket. Peter Ostrom was the actor who played Charlie Bucket, Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory. Peter Ostrom. Happy birthday. I think he's like a horse vet now. Fuck, he's probably on that horse pace too. I bet you he's taking a little dab, put it under his tongue just to see if it fucking works. And well, I've got the fucking horse paste. Why don't I put a little bit under my fucking tongue? Lyle Lovett, 64. He's the same age. Wow, Lyle Lovett, my mom, and Peter Ostrom, all the same age, 64, just like the Beatles song. Now, you know, his claim to fame really is being married to Julia Roberts for a day or two. And I think he's a country music star. Interesting looking fellow. He uh, always has a, you know, a frown that he needs to turn upside down. But today's not the day for that. This is going to blow your mind. Anthony Kiedis is 59. The Red Hot Chili Peppers are just about to be senior citizens. Can you believe that? The Red Hot Chili Peppers, naked on stage with their dicks and socks, are going to be fucking senior citizens. He's 50 fucking nine. One of those rockers, does lots of drugs, somehow survived. Happy birthday, Tony. 
David Foster, Birds Flying High. He was the producer for Michael Bublé's first album there. David Foster, 72, Canadian iconic producer. Uh, you know, he's seems like the kind of guy that wouldn't be totally fun to be around, you know? I think if you're talented, he'd give you a lot of uh, attention, and if you're not, he'd look at you like you failed at life. So... Anyway, those are the birthdays. We stretch that out. Nice. Let's get to the fitness update. Fitness update. Okay, fitness update. So what's going on? I'm going to talk about stuff in, in, in uh, I guess I should talk about it in my fitness update instead of the health news portion of the podcast. Got some tests done. You know, just some regular checkups. Got some ultrasound stuff done as I normally do. And, you know, it did come to the uh, attention of a doctor, my sub-doctor, which I'm fucking sick of. It's my real doctor's away on maternity leave. That I had a little bit, just a little bit, some mild fatty liver. So this is a very common occurrence. And I've known now for about a couple months, but it's like, if your body's not processing fat or if you're, you know, you're having too much of it, then it starts to get into your liver a little bit, right? It shouldn't be getting into there. So, you know, I've been paying a lot more attention to what I'm eating. I'm like trying to cut out the processed stuff as much as I can. I've, you know, sticking to simple carbs, not complex, or no, comp- uh, complex carbs, not simple carbs, right? So, I think with that, it's going to help. I'm, I've, I've upped my, you know, instead of just doing the primarily the cardio on the bike, I'm starting to get back into the weights again. So I'm doing chest, I'm doing back, I'm doing arms and legs. I'm feeling stronger. My muscles are feeling good. So yeah, you know, apparently this is something because it's so minor, it can be reversed with diet. So if I could just cut out i think i honestly think i'm having too much fat because you know saturated fat is in so like i've been eating like these keto bars and stuff that i was like oh these don't have sugar in them that's great but they're 20 percent of your saturated fat intake for the day one fucking little thing you know so it's like i think a lot of people are getting a lot more of their saturated fat than they should be getting i think i'm definitely in that boat you know, saturated fat is is pretty much in everything that's not a fucking vegetable or a fruit, right? So I'm trying to eat more of the vegetable stuff. I'm trying to, you know, I'm not fucking eating chips as much, you know, like stuff like that. You know, simple carb stuff, white white starch and stuff like that, buns. And, you know, I've, I've had some, some moments where I've just been like, you know what, fuck it. Because like when I first found out, I was like fucking eating celery with hummus and carrots with hummus and you know like I was trying to keep keep shit real and and yeah I've kind of evened out since then but I still want it you know this is the thing with this podcast I've been trying to lose weight this is my story this isn't yours and at the most part I'm trying to just make it a, a humorous thing you know it's a podcast of me just trying to I think I was just initially trying to lose you know, like 20 pounds or something that was eight years ago. And and I've only gained weight. So the underlying tone of this podcast is that it's all bullshit. Really, you just need to be happy. Just because you're fat doesn't mean you're unhealthy. 
You know, like you can have some complications, but you know, skinny people have complications too. You know, they can still have diabetes and all that stuff. I know many fucking skinny people that are diabetic. So it's just like your body starts dying immediately after you're born. Okay. So you just have to try to, you know, maintain the joints and the corners and, you know, do some oil changes when you can back to the car analogy. So anyway, I've been, you know, trying my best to to stick with that. I think, you know, still over the last year and a half, I've been really good with exercise. You know, I work out two to three times a week. I have the Apple Watch that really keeps me going as far as, you know, uh, motivating me to do stuff. I, the badge shit works for me. Getting a badge, you know, I fucking last month had to, you know, get 200% of my calorie goal only on two days, which doesn't seem very hard, right? But, you know, it is a lot if you're doing, you know, having to get a thousand calories burned in a day or something. It, it, it It's troubling if you're living a sedentary lifestyle like I am. So I did that. I went, you know, I worked out hard one, I think on the 30th, I had to get that last day in. And then I went for a walk with my wife at night and I got her in the fucking got that badge, you know, and it's just like, it gets me out of the house and it's actually good because this month, November, my badge is like, wants me to fucking walk around more. So it's like, it said I walked, you know, 93 kilometers in October. My goal is to hit 98, which is really just about three and a half kilometers a day, which, you know it's not very difficult. Like a lot of people that, you know, go to a job or they take transit and they've got to do lots of walking, you know, you, you knock off kilometers pretty quick, but if you're working from home, it's a lot harder to get those in. So you have to, especially for me that I primarily like to use an exercise bike for my exercise. So it's like, I'm not getting any fucking kilometers there. I have to go out. I have to go for walks. And so I'm going to try and walk more in November. You know, it's that, that, Canadian falls just before it starts to the first couple of weeks are nice. The the trees are all beautifully colored and then they start to wither away and it turns into this, you know, horrible skull of a, a tree, tree skulls as I call them. And it, uh, you know, it, it becomes drab in December and cold and snowy. So I'm going to work on that. Uh, I'm going to keep trying to work on my diet. I'm trying to, you know, with withhold myself from things at times. So we'll see how that goes. And, uh, you know, I'll keep you posted. Got to get some more tests done to make sure it's not an, another thing. But uh, hopefully everything's good. Health News. News that is health related. Okay, so we are, you know, it's been, I feel like I'm always amazed at how much time I eat up on this podcast (laughs) with me just shooting and raving about being a day player, you know, that probably took in 10 minutes of my time, but that's okay. That's okay, you know, because I have to, this is my outlet and I have to rave about it, but also I'd like to help out you young actors who think that uh, getting a one-liner on a fucking show means something. Uh, It really doesn't. So moving on to health news, I talked about the mild fat eight liver. Um, I I feel like I, I think about this a lot with celebrities and, you know, like there's a lot of celebrities right now who are losing weight drastically. Uh, you got Adele, you got, um, 
Oh God, who's that? That Australian actress. Keep forgetting her name. You know who she is. She's uh, you know, always playing like the fun chubby friend on <laughs> a show or a movie. She's hilarious. Um, she had a real drastic weight loss. It's been in the news, and now even Mister James Corden, James Corden, our favorite little chubby bunny. He has uh, now with Weight Watchers. And uh, let's listen to what he's doing to lose weight. A few months with the WW app and I'm down 20 pounds. You want to see how I do it? It'll blow your mind. Strong start on my activity points today so I don't have to skip any rope. And I don't have to skip any meals, which is great because I hate doing both. Still think about pizza. And I still get to eat it too. With WW, I can enjoy the food I want when I want. Your phone is right there. Why haven't you joined yet? Oh, because you're waiting for this commercial to end. I get it. WW Weight Watchers Reimagined. Go to WW.com to see today's limited time offer. Okay, that turned into a free ad for Weight Watchers, which I don't fully support. I don't understand. I know it's all like you get points and you just deduct your points through the day. Uh, He's still eating garbage. So he's like... Really, like, I can eat whatever I want. I can still eat garbage, and I'm losing 20 pounds. So it's really, it, it's, it has to be all about caloric intake, right? Like, it can't be anything else. So if he's eating a fucking pizza, which I will say, and this pains me every fucking time to say it, pizza is, like, the worst thing you can eat. It really is. The cheese... The fucking white bread, the dough, the fucking all the, you know, it's just like, it's so bad for you. <laughs> it fucking wreaks havoc on your body. So if he's eating a fucking pizza in a day, what kind of fucking pizza is that? Is he getting a gnarly fucking, he looks like he'd have a bacon sausage kind of fucking thing? Or is he having like a fucking like oil free, no sauce, a couple of, you know, vegetables, maybe a little bit of feta cheese or something on it. Like, is that the kind of pizza he's eating? Like, I don't think he's like, oh, I put in my Domino's pizza and uh, I'm still good to go for the day. Like, no, no, you can have like a slice of pizza and then you have to really fucking monitor everything else. So I, I don't understand all these, these Weight Watchers stuff. You know, it's been since I was a kid here in my Weight Watchers, my mom obviously was a big hot thing in the eighties. You always have a spokesperson. You got freaking Oprah. You got fuck. Now it's this guy. And, like, he is one of the most unlikable people in Hollywood. I think most people just fucking can't stand him. He's annoying. His fucking karaoke car is just, you know, once I saw the fucking Apple guy, Tim Cook, in the car doing karaoke with him to go to an Apple event, I fucking, that was it. I was done. It's like, he fucking sold out. I got to hear this guy. I got to pretend that Tim Cook listens to Fall Out Boy. He's singing fucking Fall Out Boy. There's no fucking way Tim Cook goes home, puts on a fucking fallout boy record. There's no fucking way in my life. But Tim Cook, if you're listening to this, you are the head of Apple, so you know this podcast is on Apple Podcasts. It's also on Amazon Music now if you want to listen to it there. Just saying. But Tim, if you are hearing this, okay, invite me over for dinner or, you know, like to your private island if you have one of those little pedo spots like Jeffrey Epstein. And I want to see if when you crank on the bows, if that playlist has got Follow Boy on it. Because I fucking guarantee you, you've got some John Denver. You know, you've, you've probably got some Beatles, of course. 
But like early stuff, I feel like you're one of those people who doesn't like when they started doing drugs. You don't like like Sergeant Peppers and shit like that. I would like to know if you still listen to Fall Out Boy. That is what's most important to me right now. Because <laughs> I think James Corden is a pain in the ass. Oh, excuse me. Okay, the other health thing that I want to talk about is like, I guess this is a sign that I'm getting older. But my friend Billy, you know, he's been on the podcast. He's done a couple episodes. They've been hits. I know I've changed hosts a lot, but Billy's always get a lot of hits because he does have a little bit of an internet presence, especially in his younger days. But now I've noticed, like, even the last time I went to his place, he's eating dates a lot more. And they're, like, juicy, shriveled-up-looking wet things from Iran that I think he gets them. And they look disgusting. I'm not going to lie. They look like, you know, like cockroaches have been put into a vat of nuclear waste (laughs) and pulled back out. But they actually do taste pretty good. And so he recently came by and he bought me a box of these. So I've been eating them. And uh, they're actually, dates, dates are kind of a magical fruit. And I don't think it's like the more you eat, the more you toot. But they are high in fiber. So they are going to, uh, you know, help with that movement. It uh, has a lot of water. Um, what else does it have? Uh, vitamins and minerals and antioxidants. It's just like, uh, you know, there's a ton of good stuff in these things. And I can see why, you know, when you get older, you're eating drinking prunes and eating prunes or whatever the fuck it is. Uh, but, you know, for the most part, you know, it's it can help maintain your blood sugar and regulate your blood sugar and stuff like that. So I would definitely say... You gotta go get some friggin' dates and try them out. You know, you chew them up, you spit out the pits. They got like that caramel kind of taste. And just, you know, just to kind of go through what like a three and a half ounce, 100 gram serving, I think that's like two or three dates. Maybe more, maybe six. I don't know how much that is. I should weigh it because I do have a scale. But, Anyways, a three and a half ounce serving is about 277 calories. So they, they got some calories to them. 75 grams of carbs, seven grams of fiber. That's a lot. Protein, two grams, not a ton there. You know, you got uh, 20% of your daily potassium, 40% of your magnesium, 18% of your copper, uh, 15% of your manganese, 5% of your iron, and 12% of your vitamin B6. And then they've got all these antioxidants and stuff like that that help to remove the toxins from your body. So anyways, if you're someone that, you know, likes sweet things, you want a sweet snack, but you also need to get some more fiber into your, your, your diet, then you should definitely try eating some motherfucking diets. Okay, it's other shit time. Now, this is a real shit story that I thought was fucking hilarious. Only in America. It is like one of those goddamn stories where you're just like, this wouldn't exist here. Like, it has to do with a theme park. 
And I'll tell you that the main theme park here in Ontario is Canada's Wonderland. It's one of the best if you're looking for roller coasters and fun. If you're an American, if you are someone that's visiting internationally, you come to Toronto, you, you're there in the summer, go to, go to Canada's Wonderland. It's a lot of fun if you like roller coasters. They got a lot of good stuff there. But, you know, you think of the food there and it's garbage. And I remember as a kid, I would like have 20 bucks and I'd go and get a foot long hot dog. Fucking disgusting. Like those, th- th- I wonder how much calories I was putting in my body. The body of a child is so resilient. You know, it's so fresh and it's not tired of fighting yet. And so you can eat all this crap. You can eat the pizza. You can eat the fucking funnel cake and shit. So anyways, Wonderland does not have a kind of deal where you can get a meal pass. I, at least I don't think they do. Because like people don't just go there to eat. But in California... A man named Dylan got his debt under control thanks to an ingenious ingenious plan to spend $150 on unlimited meals at Six Flags Magic Mountain. So Six Flags, uh, the man got two meals a day, lunch and dinner. He'd time it so he could get there for lunch and dinner. He got rid of his debt, he saved for a wedding, and he bought a house in Los Angeles. You can pay around $150 Year-round access to Six Flags, which includes parking, two meals a day. If your time is right, you could eat both lunch and dinner there at the same day. Uh, you know, you can get a premium pass. Now, the problem is, is that the food is still, you know, it's hard to... I, I would get pretty sick of eating the same thing every day. So it seems like, you know, they they over the years, they he's been doing it for seven years. So, you know, he's seen the changes in the options. And now you can get, you know, some vegan options like black bean burgers or meatless meatball subs. And meatless balls taste just the same. So he... <laughs> he did this and just like put his body through hell... No, I don't think I could do this. I could don't. the The real kicker to this story is that now that he's married, he says he only eats there now about three or four times a week, and only for lunch. So he's still going there. He's still eating this terrible food. And is is this this is what inflation is is got us to? Where groceries are too expensive, that people are just like, well, it's cheaper for me to just pay one hundred and fifty dollars, one hundred and fifty dollars. That is such a good deal for a year. And you get to eat two meals a day if you want? Man, I mean, power to this motherfucker. Power to this motherfucker. That is, uh, that t- that's commitment. That's commitment. And uh, if that's what you have to do now to be able to be a homeowner in this world, then um, just shoot me in the fucking face. So moving on to our last story of all that other shit. It's been a while. You know, when we did the reboot of this podcast, I was talking a lot about Kim Jong-un because it was also Trump's fucking start of his presidency. And it was scary. Do you remember how fucking scary those early days were? Where it was like, this guy's a fucking loose cannon. What the fuck's he going to do? This is going to be a shit show for the next four years. And it was, but then he like was befriending Kim Jong-un. He respects King Jong-un. This guy's a fucking dictator in his own country. And the reason that I'm bringing that up is because uh, Kim Jong-un, he's, you know, he's looking schlepped. He's looking very schvelt in the news. He's uh, he's lost some weight. Uh, there were some, you know, rumors that he died, that he that he uh, had some heart trouble. Like, he apparently is a big chain smoker. 
and he, you know, eats eats a lot of bad food and stuff like that. And I think he's my age. So it's like kind of like, wow, man, like if you do keep it up, you can really, you know, you can really kill yourself at, at this uh, in your mid 30s. So anyway, you know, because they are locked off from the rest of the world and now they've, you know, their imports and exports are shut down. He's asking North Koreans to eat less until about 2025. So he's asking the people of his country to starve to death for about another four years. And uh, this is kind of what, you know, the update on Kim Jong and his health and everything else is. It might seem unkind or even gossipy to be looking at these weight fluctuations of any individual, but given the power structure in North Korea, the probably biggest risk to the stability of the regime is the health of the Supreme Leader Kim Jong-un. Uh, his weight and his health has been widely analysed for a long time, including by the South Korean security apparatus. Um, they've been looking for signs uh, about exactly where he sits uh, in terms of his health. Uh, he has been noted for a you know, pretty um, unhealthy lifestyle. He indulges in chain smoking and expensive wines. Uh, and his weight has uh, grown quite substantially since he took the reins of power. Uh, when the security apparatus of South Korea got a close-up look at Kim Jong-un back in 2019 at that Hanoi summit with Donald Trump, um, the analysis from the medical experts at that time was that he'd be lucky to live into his 50s given the, the deterioration of his health at that point. Jesus. So this rapid deterioration, uh, this rapid decline of his weight, I should say, in the last few weeks um, has been noted. Now, it might seem like that would be good news for somebody who had previously been noted for being seemingly unhealthily overweight. Um, but I spoke to Dr. Bung Yong-sik, who's an expert on North Korea, based here at Yonsei University uh, in Seoul. And he says, given the rapidness of the transformation, it might indicate that things are actually worse uh, for Kim Jong-un. Uh, and that is something that's been closely watched, because if the supreme leader uh, is uh, in trouble with his health and, and does die, there is no clear succession plan in place. And so given the nature of the political system, uh, it could create a chaotic situation. Okay, so now we're back on the Kim Jong-un watch. Uh, he's asking his people. I thought, you know, when I read this article that it'd be like, hey, look, I'm starving myself so you can start. I'm the guy who runs the goddamn country. And look at me. I'm schwelt. I'm schwit. And, you know, you guys, you know, if I'm doing this, you guys got to do it too. But no, it's back onto like, oh, he might be dying again. And he might, you know, his weight loss might be him being sick. And uh, yeah, as they said, it doesn't look like he would make it into his 50s, which is still a lot of time to, you know, many years to be an asshole. And boy, yeah, there's no succession plan, but it seems like it could possibly be his sister, which would, she's she's a, quite a nightmare herself. Yeah, she's in charge of the military, I think, and stuff like that. She's, uh, it'd be scary. Wouldn't be like, oh, yes, finally a female fucking dictator. <laughs> you know, like, it's going to be business as fucking usual there unless they, you know, uh form some kind of democracy. So anyway, uh, I, I hope that isn't, you know, I mean, in some ways I think we're being asked to starve as well with the cost of, of groceries and stuff here, but you know, North Korea, once again, you have proven to me as a place that I never ever want to fucking go. Okay. We got it in. We got it in guys. Episode 72. We're getting closer to a hundred, you know, Adam Kennedy from episode two. He's going to be in town in a couple weeks. Maybe we'll get him on the show. What do you think? Stay tuned.